and gentlemen, welcome to episode 62 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back after Backlash, and apparently Charlotte Flair is injured. She is out indefinitely, which means that hopefully we don't have to deal with Charlotte and Rhonda for a while. Yeah, we had Backlash. We had the Backlash to the Backlash. We had really a lot of just continuing feuds. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we did have the finality of the Charlotte and Ronda saga on SmackDown. And, yeah, we're moving on uh, with, I guess, Ronda's doing just open challenges now. We'll get that. uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later. We do want to kick off this week talking about AEW, specifically the Owen Hart Foundation men's and women's uh, tournament has officially started. We yes, we the, are in the quarterfinals. It's official. We started off with Dax Harwood and Adam Cole to kick off Dynamite. Awesome match. Uh, you know, Dax, not a singles competitor, but doing this for, you know, just the chance to compete in the Owen Hart tournament. Had to he's win. doing great. Yeah, he had his win over his uh, fellow teammate, Cash Wheeler, in, like, the qualifying matches. The crowd really getting behind them. Yes. Like, they are organically turning face here. I agree with that. And it's working. And Adam Cole does get this win as expected, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the most important thing here in the grand scheme is that FTR is just organically turning face. Yeah, it's nice because we don't see that very often, and, like, FTR in general, we were kind of, like, worried when they were going against each other. We knew that they weren't breaking up or anything, but I think that kind of helped them as well. Like, the fact that they had that promo saying they weren't going against each other, they were doing this because they love Owen Hart. The fact that uh, Martha, Dr. Martha Hart was in the audience overlooking all of these matches, like, I don't know, it just made it nice. It was awesome. Of course, Adam Cole did get this win, but what a great way to start the show. Yeah, and, like, just to touch on, like, the fact that, like, what you said, it, it's just, it's it's nice when it's just organic. Yes. And when you can get the crowd to respect you, even though you've been heels for, you know, the better part of however many years now. Right. They were like, oh, you're actual people who, like, you're not turning on each other. This isn't a storyline. Yeah, like, you you're just genuinely love wrestling. doing this. Yes. Like, you're doing this and going against each other because you just want to be a part of something bigger. Right. And the crowd respects that. And then, especially when you're going to go against an act an actual heel in Adam Cole to start this off. You're going to get that loss, which is going to garner you some sympathy as well. We had the crowd just cheering Dax off after the loss. Uh, But we also had Jeff Hardy and Darby Allin to close the show. My favorite match of the night for sure. I know that some people didn't feel that way. Some people did. I just think that these two men going against each other was just incredible. Like, neither of them cared if they ended up in the hospital after this match, and it really showed. At one point, Darby Allen jumped off of one of the tallest ladders I've ever seen and lands on Jeff Hardy, who's laying on just, like, a bed of chairs, of steel chairs. And how – that happened in – pretty quick into the match how either of them were able to continue moving after that made no sense to me but I mean this was an amazing match and Jeff Hardy shockingly won it like I did not I didn't expect that I really thought that Darby Allen would be the one to advance here yeah I mean this was not a wrestling match this was just this was a spot fest in like the best kind of way because it was quick hitting and it's exactly what you expect from both of these guys. Like Darby just starts off with that just insane suicide dive, just like he shot out of a cannon. Poor Jeff Hardy hasn't been hit like that since like the, the early 2000s. <laughs> you were like so upset. You were like, he's too old to be hitting that well, quick, gonna, that like, fast. You're going to just cave the man's chest in. And then, yeah, Darby with that insane like swanton bomb really off the ladder. And he just, I mean, he landed on those chairs. 
Yes. Straight up. Not That's even what I'm Jeff. saying. I don't know how they, either Jeff, of them are able to walk after that. Jeff does his swanton onto stairs outside the ring, and then we get like a roll-up finish of all things. And it even got like brought up by commentary. Like, in all things of this match, a wrestling move actually won it. Mm-hmm. Jeff gets the win, and it doesn't hurt anybody because this is exactly yes. what you'd expect from these two. And, like, Darby had it won. Mm-hmm. But Jeff is the vet, and he yeah. used that veteran savvy to get the win, and he's going to advance in this tournament, which I just did not expect. I did not expect it, but either outcome I would have been totally fine with because I I do look at Darby as like a little mini Jeff Hardy. Like that's who he probably idolized when he was younger and and like growing up. And like Jeff makes a reference that when – Right beforehand in the promos, Jeff's saying, you know, I've been watching you, I've been studying you, and I bet you've been studying me for years. And he probably has. It looks like that when he wrestles. And to watch those two just compete against each other in the same ring and just somehow walk out of there and honestly not end up in the hospital was just impressive, but absolutely amazing way to finish the show. So we started it with Dax and and uh, Adam Cole, and we ended with Jeff and Darby Allen and just... This Owen Hart Foundation tournament, just leading up to these quarterfinals, was absolutely incredible. And the quarterfinals starting, already incredible. We have Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy advance. Next week, we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. And then we have Samoa Joe versus a Joker. Yes. So Jeff and Adam are now going to face each other in the semifinals. Yes. So we have Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole. And then, like, that's just, I mean... You have to assume Adam Cole's getting that win there. Probably. Especially because, like, the heel heat of beating Jeff Hardy, who, like, it doesn't matter what kind of match Jeff Hardy is in or who he's going against. The crowd's going to get behind him. Of course. It's Jeff Hardy. The crowd is just going to just cheer wildly, thinking that maybe he'll get the win, even though he doesn't. And like, Yeah, Adam, but what he did this past week, we were like, oh, shit. Exactly. And Adam <laughs> Cole is going to get heat for beating yes. Jeff Hardy. And then on the other side, Ray Phoenix, Kyle O'Reilly, I would guess... That we just go with Kyle O'Reilly here? Me too. I really think um, because that kind of also like plays into it. Like, Well, Death Triangle oh, has other stuff going on. So yes. Ray Phoenix doesn't need to be in this tournament right but now. But Kyle O'Reilly and then the chance of Kyle O'Reilly winning and going against Adam Cole. Like I think that they would put Adam – I think that they would put uh, Kyle O'Reilly there. Well, the – yeah. So Kyle would advance. Yes. And then he would face the winner of Samoa Joe and the Joker, which mm-hmm. we don't know who that is yet. No, we I have find a good out feeling. on Dynamite. Yeah, I have a, an idea of who the the Joker would be on the women's side because we still don't know that, although that had some big changes as well, which we'll get into. But I don't. I have literally no clue I am who praying, this Joker is going to be. praying that it is Cesaro. That would be the dream match. Oh, it would be amazing. Because then we could have Cesaro versus Kyle O'Reilly in the second round. We could have Cesaro versus Adam Cole in the final if possible. But I just feel like I I just I don't know. I don't have even a guess. I just I don't think it's Cesaro. I want it to be Cesaro. I want it to be Cesaro so bad. I just I don't think this is the thing to and like I've I've talked about it on past episodes, like, it would be great. Yeah. It would be awesome to see him wrestle because it's been a while. Do you think but it I would be... I just don't think he'd win, and I don't think it's worth him coming back to lose. But do you lose. think it would be somebody who's not necessarily signed yet, like maybe a Ring of Honor guy or somebody who's not necessarily signed with AEW, or do you think it would be a random AEW guy? Well, we know that it's not going to be Satnam Singh. We uh-huh. know that it's not going to be Jay Lethal. That was already, like, taken out of the what if like, it's, like, like Kenny Omega? I, I don't think it's going to be Kenny. I don't. I, I hope just, it's not. I think, but like, I think there's a strong chance that it's a New Japan person. Okay. Like it could be a I was Jay thinking White maybe even appearance. like a Ring of Honor guy. It could be a Ring of Honor guy. Like I just, 
it would be best just because Samoa Joe is your Ring of Honor television champion. Like, it'd be cool if it was a, another Ring of Honor name. Yeah, but it wasn't Cesaro. Ring. I'm just going to keep yeah, Back in to, the day, yeah. I'm going to just keep trying to r- bring it back to it being Cesaro, so. <laughs> I just, I don't have a guess, really. I mean, you had, like, the New Japan show this past weekend. Um, you could bring one of those guys in to do this match. I just, that, like, that corner of the bracket, because I could see Samoa Joe beating whoever. Right, because it's Samoa Joe. But then you want to, like, the Joker's always supposed to be a big surprise, and then you'd think that they would advance. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. That one, I'm just going to leave alone. I still think Adam Cole is kind of just made to win this tournament. The whole thing? Yeah, I do. Just the way this oh. the, the way this bracket is laid out. I mean, that would make sense with what, with what the bracket with is. what we currently have. I think Adam Cole wins this tournament, but I reserve the right to change that choice <laughs> if the Joker is somebody. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it could be. There's so many different people because there's such a talent pool right now. Yeah. Of Ring of Honor, New Japan, and AEW guys. I'm saying like it, it, could, be anybody. Anybody. it, it could, could be anybody. It could be. It could be Sammy Guevara. Uh, you know who Just I to was get thinking, some more and, oh, I'm like drawing a blank on his name because we it hate could him. Be Ethan Page. It could be so many different people. It could be Miro. It could be Andrade. Oh, my God. Miro. Imagine Miro versus Samoa Joe. It would just be just the that amount be of beef awesome. in that match would be yeah. insane. Who's the guy that we hate that keeps retiring and coming out of retirement? Um, <laughs> That's. I mean, that could be literally anyone. Oh, he's the little guy. He was also on the challenge. He left the challenge. Oh, Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Like, no, what if it's Leo pass. Rush? I will cry. <laughs> Leo Rush was a joker, like, a couple That's years ago. Yeah. Pass. Please, Tony Khan, no thank you. Uh, in the women's side. We had the quarterfinal. We had Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, which has been t- discussed for weeks now. We finally had those two go up against each other, and Tony Storm comes out victorious. Uh, which, like, I as guessed. Yes, yes. I, I really thought that was going to happen. On Rampage, we also had uh, Ruby Soho versus Rio, and Ruby came out victorious. Yes, and, and I have since had Ruby's theme song stuck in my head, literally singing it before this started. <laughs> And, like, so we also had a big announcement. Tony Schiavone comes out, introduces Jade Cargo and the baddies mm-hmm. because Red Velvet is in this tournament. Yes. And she is due next to face Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. But Tony Schiavone announced that in the Philly street fight that Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida were in, where Serena Deeb won, Hikaru Shida got injured. Yes. Which is complete kayfabe. Yeah. Because we know, and, and Sheeta got into a little bit of trouble on Twitter because she said, like, she's wrestled, like, four matches since then in Japan, but apparently those don't count. So, yeah. like, I'm not really injured. I don't know what this is. But she's out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone introduces Red Velvet's new opponent, and it's Chris Statlander. Right. Which originally we thought would have made a great Joker. Right. So, like, who's the Joker going to be now? My assumption, just of the people that are available, would be, it would be it, Ember Moon. I am Athena, whatever she's going to go by. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what she goes by outside of WWE, but I I am actually one of the few Ember Moon fans out there, so I would be excited to see her like come over here and be something. And even if she doesn't beat Britt Baker, I would still like to see her in AEW. Still like to see her wrestling. I've always been a fan of her. Uh, I think the first time I ever saw her was in NXT, and yeah. I've always been a fan of her. But I don't. I don't have any guesses for the women side, so that's funny. Well, there's there's so many women right now that are available. Right. Like if you look at like all the people that got cut from NXT and Ember Moon being one of those, I feel like she is. If she's in it, I think she beats Britt Baker, even if it's like a, just a quick roll up shock victory kind of right. thing. Right. Because Britt Baker does not need to be in this tournament. 
No, she doesn't. She's she pretty da- She damn sure doesn't need to win this tournament. No. She could easily take a loss to the Joker, and it doesn't hurt anybody. I would guess that it's going to be Ember Moon, but, like, you have, like, Tegan Knox would be available. Yeah. You have maybe Dakota Kai's available. I don't know what exactly her contract is, but she is no longer with NXT. There's a lot of like women lot in of, that talent pool. A lot of the NXT women that were released recently, a lot of them just like their contracts expired. Like Candace's contract expired. I don't think. And I don't this, think it's Candace. I don't think this no. would be Candace at all. But You'd get a big pop if it was. Hell yeah! But like a lot of people just randomly expired, not necessarily were released and have to wait their sixty or ninety days. I think NXT is less than the main roster. I think it's only sixty days instead of ninety. But either way, I don't. I don't know. Overall. I want to see Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho in this, and I want to see Tony Storm come out victorious. And I feel bad for Rubes, but I really do want to see Tony Storm like just come out. Of the people that are left, I feel like Chris Statlander has a great chance because I mean I, I, I keep do, forgetting I, she was added to this too. I do feel bad for Ruby. Yeah. Because like you brought her in, there was a lot of fanfare, and she has just kind of completely fallen by the wayside, which is a recurring theme here. Yes. If we're if we're keeping track of what the the big talent signings in AEW. This happens a lot. It's because there's so many people here. It is, and and it's and it's great that they're all employed and that they're all you know yeah, it's these fantastic. Jobs, and it's, if you, you know, watch Dark, it's it's good too because yeah. then you get to see everybody. But yeah, if you're one of the nine people that watches <laughs> Dark in Elevation, <laughs> exactly. It's great. Like we don't watch Dark, so to us, we haven't seen Ruby Soho basically since she was announced that no, she's she on AEW. No, she basically just comes and like gets shit on by Britt Baker yes. like, backstage, and it's like I, I don't know. I, I love Ruby Soho. I think. It's awesome that she's now going to be in the semifinal. I could see her beating Chris Statlander, even if it's just yeah. like some some kind of hijinks that like Chris will start a uh, feud outside it, like, of this. Sucks though that Ruby would get that close. Because yeah. like, say Ruby does she, yeah, beat if, if, Chris, that's and then why it I goes just, to the finals. That's why I would just have her lose. Because like she she can't keep just losing the big one. It'd yeah. be better if she loses early. But I do like the idea of setting up a feud between Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. Yeah, it could, could I do be like that, that I, idea. I think this this tournament is made for Tony Storm. Yeah, like the same way I feel like Adam Cole is just like of the people available, mm-hmm. he's the perfect guy to win. I think Tony Storm is set up perfectly because that is somebody you would want to push. Yeah, quickly, mm-hmm. and you don't want to have her fall by the wayside. And I think Chris Statlander on the other side, like I think those two could be on a collision course here. Right. Because they would both put on an awesome match in the final, and they're both people that AEW needs to take advantage mm-hmm. of sooner rather than later. Like, Ruby's going to have her, like, niche following, especially because her theme song is so good. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's still stuck in my head. <laughs> Britt Baker doesn't need it. Red Velvet is a baddie. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamie Hayter is Britt Baker's, you know, there's the always... posse? Like... Yeah, like, there's always that, like, offshoot of, like, you could have Britt versus Jamie. Like, everybody yeah. else here has something else to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tony's perfect and Chris Statlander's perfect for a final. Either way, we'll see that final at Double or Nothing on May 29th. There's still not too, too much announced for Double or Nothing. I'm pretty sure Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk is announced. And really, that's it. Well. Is there another match announced? Well, we had a a new Mega Power tag team was created this past week on Dynamite. Oh. I don't know if you recall, but one Tony Nice, as represented by yeah. uh, Smart Mark Sterling, had himself a match with the in-ring debuting Danhausen, mm-hmm. which lasted five seconds. Tony Storm gets, or I'm sorry, Tony Storm. <laughs> Tony Nice gets the win, and then out comes Hook. Yeah. To, to rapid applause or raucous applause because he's Hook. Everybody loves Hook. Hook defends Danhausen. 
We get a handshake between the two. Hookhausen is born. Yes. And Hookhausen will take on Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling at Double or Nothing. Oh, and you know what? When's MJF and Wardlow? It's going to be at Double or Nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had their contract signing this past week on Dynamite as well, which just led to Wardlow absolutely demolishing everybody around him. Sean Spears was just, like, standing there with a chair, like, in front of MJF. Yeah, it was weird for that. Um, it, like, he was, like, MJF was just, like, cowering behind him. But I, I'm intrigued to see the Wardlow-MJF fight because you'd want Wardlow to win. Well, there, there are now, like, we have the official rules for this match, like, MJF comes out, he's in his hometown, he's the baby face, he's getting all of the reaction that a typical baby face would get, he's doing all the baby baby face mannerisms you'd expect, and Wardlow gets the handcuffs off, which was just hilarious. Yeah, he couldn't sign the contract with handcuffs on? Come on, bro. Come on. And he signs the contract, just destroys everyone, puts Mark Starling through a table, and, but like, the, the gist of this segment was, MJF is going to give... Wardlow his match, mm-hmm. but on the following conditions. He's first going to have to face Sean Spears in a steel cage match where MJF will be the special guest referee. Yeah. If, like, okay. if, if I'm Sean Spears, I'm looking at MJF like, would you not? Yeah, stop can putting I me not, in these things. Yeah, can you not put me in a steel cage match with this absolute monster Yo, that we've been making fun of for weeks on rampage sean spears went against bear boulder i have no idea who bear boulder is it's a big fella. but this man is a legitimate boulder yeah and sean spears put him on his shoulders yeah. before he won that match so like sean spears i mean you love this man he's I a do. great guy i love sean spears as well but like watching him versus wardlow in a seal cage mjf obviously sean spears is going to win this match with mjf being the special guest res- referee i, I don't know but i, just, I, I think feel like wardlow's wardlow gonna is going to m- like murder them yeah, yeah he's going to absolutely murder both of them well also if if wardlow loses the rule is that wardlow cannot sign a contract with AEW. right so i would assume there's some some way somehow wardlow can win this match and my thought is you have wardlow absolutely murder sean spears mm-hmm. absolutely murder mjf pin Sean Spears and just count the three with MJF's dead hand. Right. That is my assumption yeah, for how this goes. that would be goes. hilarious. And then I guess somehow, M- like, I, I, it wasn't really, like, specified, like, does the match with MJF just start immediately after that? Or, like, does he get the match later down the road? Who like, knows? It wasn't specified, but, like, we have to have that match first, which yeah. I'm down for. Uh, and then also on Rampage, we have the Death Triangle versus Blade Butcher and Mark Quinn. Death Triangle and uh, House of Black are going to continue their feud, which is very fun. Um, and then, yeah, you had the Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. We're going to touch on for just a brief moment. <laughs> because the TNT title scene yeah. is as hectic as I've ever seen it's any so title confusing. scene ever. Like, Scorpio Sky is initially the heel, but then he's the face. Now he's a heel again because he beats up his old tag partner and then, like, beats him up even more after the match. But Sammy Guevara was the face, and then he turns into the heel with Ty Conti, but he's going to save Frankie Gazarian from the evil heel Scorpio Sky. This is way too confusing. Hate it. It's so convoluted. Just please, Tony Khan, if you can do anything for me, figure out this TNT title shit. Bring Miro in, have him murder everyone, and then we're all happy. we're back to that. That would be amazing. I miss Miro. Honestly, where's Andrade been, too? We haven't seen either of them. Uh, Like I said, we do have Double or Nothing coming up on May 29th, so we'll touch more on each of those probably next week. And then we did not touch at all on Backlash. I know uh, we lied, said that we were going to have an episode specifically for Backlash. We did not. 
once it got to like midweek, we were like, we might as well just do a WrestleMania backlash with after backlash and Raw and SmackDown after backlash. So uh, well, I want to start with what we think Andrade is doing next. Okay. Because he's going to be going on vacation with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte oh, yeah. Flair, in her match with Ronda Rousey, her I Quit match, it was fine. Right. It was, it, it was what I it was. just do not care, and I don't think I can make that any more known. There were chairs. There were kendo sticks. There were we want tables chance, but we didn't get tables, <laughs> <That> poor, <laughs> which is just like crowd. <laughs> it's just rude to us, honestly. But so we had um, Ronda Rousey wins via arm bar, like a lot of just saying like bitch. Yeah, the match like every also. time they were like, oh, are you going to quit? Are you going to quit? They were like, no, bitch, no, bitch. It was very just like, bitch, you know, like it yeah. was just it, not, no, yeah. God, I just did not care. And so Ronda gets the win. It's later announced that Charlotte Flair has broken her arm. She's mm-hmm. going to be out indefinitely. So you think they're getting married? No, they're probably just going on, on vacation, vacation or something. Just I'm saying maybe get, like a honeymoon or whatever. Just go get Andrade more tan than he already is. Just I mean, bring him back as soon as possible, but I feel like this is just, it's vacation time. Well, it's funny, too, because we were wondering when that happened. As soon as we found out that Charlotte was injured out indefinitely, we were like, oh, so who's going to be next for Ronda? And And we both have a wish list with one person's name on it. One person, that's it. And she comes out and she's ready to set... Ronda. Rhonda comes out, yes. And she's ready to set up a open challenge because she wants to be a fighting champ because that's what we want. And she's not wrong. We do want a fighting champ. But there's and, like three people right. in that locker room that she could feasibly face. Right. So she's like, I'm a fighting champ. And here I am as SmackDown new, new women's champion. And I'm going to fight for you. And I'm opening this this open challenge. And like, I'm just waiting impatiently mm-hmm. for Bailey's music to hit. And then Rod Rell, <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez comes out all smiley. I know. Like, I just, the how do you my girl. go, how do you go from this just, like, badass woman down in NXT who just dominated and destroyed everybody and never smiled. Big mommy cool. Yes. Just, just a beast. To just this smiley, happy-go-lucky person. And, like, when she comes out and she accepts this open challenge, she doesn't even mention anything about who she is. Like, she's just like, no, I'm going to fight you and I'm going to win and whatever, but doesn't even say, like, I was the NXT champion. Well, I even did commentary. all of these Commentary yes. does her no favors. They're like, no. oh, like, this is a big match for her. This is a big opportunity. Like, guys, she was NXT champion for a minute. It's like they're really, really jo- just getting rid of the blue, the, like the Raquel, gold and black. Raquel Gonzalez never existed, right. apparently, in, right. in, no. in the world of SmackDown. So Raquel Rodriguez is uh-huh. a completely different person. Yes, and Ra- Raquel Rodriguez was not on NXT. No. And it, but she was on black and gold NXT, and they're really just trying to make us forget about the black and gold brand. And, like, it's very crazy to me. Um, I mean— uh, I'm a big fan of Raquel, regardless right. of what her name is. And she does have a really good showing here. She does get a lot of offense in on Ronda. Yes. She gets some near falls. The crowd kind of got behind her. But this, it's just, it just felt sloppy because I feel like Ronda works best with a partner that knows what they're doing. Raquel, yes. the same thing. Like she had, Raquel had so many good opponents in NXT to make her look amazing. And like this match was fine. Raquel looked fine. She's obviously going to lose and she does. But like it wasn't like a definitive, it was just a roll up. Right. Like, Ronda kind of got lucky. So, like, there's something you could do there down the road. But, like, I did like the backstage segment where Shotzi Blackheart's complaining that, like, she was going to answer the challenge. But Raquel Mm -hmm. pushed her out of the way. And then Aaliyah comes in and she got locked 
uh, in a, the locker room. Shotzi's like, well, you need to learn how to figure out doors. Love I'm gonna, that. I want to lock somebody in a room and then gaslight them. Like, that's so bad. It's so, like, <laughs> that's funny. But, like, again, like, those, you only have, at this point on the SmackDown roster, you have Shotzi, Aaliyah, um, and then you have Zia Lee kind of exists still, yeah. allegedly. Um, we do have Lacey Evans, who I guess the rumor is that she's going to be on SmackDown, but she's been doing Raw stuff. She's been doing like it's kind of very confusing. Yeah, we've just there. been seeing her promos. We haven't seen her return yet, so we don't really know where she's. And going. like, here's the thing that's been going around is that they're going to have her be a heel, which is asinine. She's why? she's every single week telling this sob story about her real life, about how like drug yeah, addiction destroyed her family. Yeah, why would have her be a heel? I have no idea. Like it it's, it doesn't make any sense to anyone. I actually I know, saw, like, I saw like Lance Storm tweeted about it. He was like pissed. That, I like saw why a would fun you do rumor this? today that has nothing to do with them, but does have something to do with Ronda Rousey. Uh, I and honestly, this could very well be a rumor. I did not look very far into it, but apparently Paige wants to be Ronda's manager. God, please. And I could get behind that. Yeah, please I do. did see like some backlash Somebody needs on to that be. where people were like, she doesn't need it. Her actions speak the louder. And like, no, the. No, they do not. Actions in wrestling will never speak louder than words. They right. can't. They like, can't. It, it and is Paige important. would be fantastic at that. And as much as we all miss Paige in the ring, she can't. She cannot get in the ring. Give her a mic and give her to somebody that could potentially be good in the ring but can't talk on the mic. And to me, Ronda Rousey cannot speak on the mic. No. Give her Paige. That would be amazing. Like, I don't know anything always... about that, though. It might just be a rumor. Ronda, well, Paige, Paige tweeted about it. It, but oh, I see, didn't even see that. Is somebody that it, every single week it just sounds like she's reading a script that she doesn't care about. Right. Well, this is my biggest beef with Rhonda. Like, there's no why, passion behind anything she says. Why do I want Rhonda here when she doesn't even seem like she wants to be here? Yeah. And I've said it, I will give her a shot when she seems like she wants to be here. But in the meantime, she doesn't seem like she wants to be here. I don't want her here. She don't want to be here. So why do I want her here? You it know doesn't who wants make to any be here? sense. Ugh. You know who wants to be here more than anyone, Cody it seems? Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wants Just to be here. so good. So good. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins opened up WrestleMania Backlash, and depending on how you feel, this match was as good or better than their WrestleMania match. Yeah, this was the match, match of the night for me. I loved this match. These two have amazing chemistry. It's a little over 20 minutes long, so it, it but it didn't feel long. No, no, It no. felt fun. It felt action-packed. There were callbacks yeah, to the original to finish, match. It was great. Run it back a hundred more times, for all I care. It's something that, like, these two, when you have people that, like, that have such great chemistry together, it doesn't hurt to have them just repeatedly do the same thing. And Cody Rhodes afterwards uh, did an interview where he said that he's done. He wants to move on. Right. Seth Rollins doesn't want to move on. No, he's Seth Rollins. So Cody Rhodes has his match with Austin Theory for the United States Championship. On Raw. On Raw. Seth Rollins gets involved, DQ, and Seth attacks Cody Rhodes, curb stomps Cody Rhodes, and it's, we're going to keep going down that path, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, honestly, like, they could just do this again and again, and it's one of those things where, where and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. It like, needs I, to sell. Like, I could watch up. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn a yes. hundred thousand times and be happy with every single one of them. And to me, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are hitting that. Like, I could watch them wrestle over and over again. And it's either, even if the match is similar to the last match, it's still a fantastic match. So, line it back up again. Hell in a Cell would be great. 
Yeah, I that think would that's, be awesome. Because like Hell in a Cell is supposed to be the end all be right. all of a feud. Right. So if we're gonna do this, and and the, I don't think Seth, I don't think it matters if Seth loses a third time. Yeah. I don't think it hurts anyone. It will never hurt Seth Rollins to lose. No, it, it really doesn't think he's at that spot where like he can challenge for a title right. tomorrow and we'd all believe it. Yeah. And so that seems like it's going to continue. Bobby Lashley and Omos is going to continue. Omos got his win um, at WrestleMania Backlash with a little bit of help from MVP. Of course. Which is fine. On Raw, freaking Cedric Alexander will not stop trying to be a part of this hurt business it which doesn't exist it was so anymore. confusing like the mvp lounge ex-girlfriend in wrestling i history. know when cedric just like comes out interrupting i was like i forgot he was even here but then it didn't matter because bobby lashley came out and just murdered cedric and that or cedric and then omos and mvp were like kind of like walking away scared oh man so, it sucks for you huh <laughs> yeah so we're gonna end up seeing omos and lash again i'm sure yeah i'm sure of it and then we had aj styles versus edge and we knew from the week before that Damian Priest was going to be barred from ringside. This was a stipulation in a match that was leading up to backlash. Damian Priest did such a little kid childish thing in this match. He came down the ramp but does not cross over from the ramp to ringside and is even saying, I'm not at ringside. It was such a I'm not touching you moment. But then Finn Balor came out and just just attacked Damian Priest but attacked I hate, him I hated the whole thing I know he attacked him into ringside attacked him into the ring and out of the ring you're flipping out Damian Priest is ringside this should be it this is the end he's AJ not even ringside the boy's no, in the he's ring he's in the ring now they, but like him and Finn were going against each other doesn't, but doesn't then, matter while Damian Priest and Finn are fighting AJ goes after Edge but AJ then gets attacked by like a mystery person which like we immediately knew who it was we knew who it was but this person was covered in all black their face was covered edge wins the mystery person gets in the ring with edge bends the knee and then like reveals themselves as black-haired rhea ripley and i am here for all of it i love the black hair we thought that rhea was going to join this uh judgment day got just the most time on raw i feel like yeah they did they got a lot of time on raw because first off i Edge went like. Edge stole Rhea's haircut. It literally went to the salon and was like, "Hey, give me her haircut." And Which like Damian Priest needs to now go get that yeah, same like, haircut. Yeah, he missed the memo. Yeah. So he shaved his head, and and it's funny because he did say like, "I'm a whole new person" or whatever, and like he is now. He doesn't yeah, have hair really anymore. Is. So he's referring to Damian as the Punisher, Rhea as the Articulator. And then Rhea says she has unfinished business with Liv Morgan. Of course, that brings out Liv Morgan. I kind of. We wanted Rhea to be a part of this Judgment Day, but then last time you said something about having Liv do it instead. Yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been cool, and, and I kind of like, I'm kind of upset it didn't work out that way, and then when Liv came out, I was still kind of like reminded that that didn't work out that way, and I went from being really hype about Rhea being in Judgment Day to being like sad Liv wasn't. Well, Liv has made new friends. Yeah. So, like, I'm not even going to talk about the match because, like, the finish of it just annoyed me. There's a million yeah. ways they could have booked that differently. It was fine. Edge got his win and rejoins um, Judgment Day or The Judgment Day. I feel yeah, like they I'm haven't just, figured out I'm which one they're following I'm just calling it Judgment on. Day. I don't like adding the The in front of it. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> we had Rhea Ripley versus Liv Morgan. Rhea wins and it continues to be the shit out of Liv. But then Finn Balor and AJ Styles come out. Mm -hmm. They're going to help Liv Morgan. So we now have 
a perfect little three-on-three right. of Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea as the Judgment Day or Judgment Day, whatever. And now you have AJ, Finn, and Liv, who are now the Bulliv Club, right? Hilarious. Love that. So we're going to – like that seems like that could be a fun little three-on-three. I like three that a lot too because – Because it gets – it has to get AJ, Finn, and Liv the win. Right, and the fact that, like, Rhea is not scared of anybody, and, like, when Finn and Damian Priest had their match after Rhea and Liv, we had this whole little, you know, it ends because Edge spears Finn, but Rhea also hit AJ in there, so you can tell that it is going to be something between the six of them, it's going to be fun, it's going to get all of them airtime, we love all of them. It gives Finn something to do. It gives Finn something to do, it gives Liv something to do, it's going to be a great match. Uh, or a great little feud, I would say. What's not so much a great little feud is Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. This match on Backlash wasn't even 10 minutes long, which thank you. Thank you. Because if it went over 10 minutes, I would have just been annoyed. Madcap gets the win, which again, thank you. But I do miss Sad Busted Baron. Like I know. I it's, We miss bum-ass Baron Corbin. For real. And like the next uh, SmackDown, Baron Corbin just destroys madcap moss and apparently like just like breaks his clavicle or something he puts the chair around madcap's neck takes the andre the giant battle royal trophy yes and crushes the chair around madcap's neck so that food will continue but apparently not for a couple weeks i guess but here's, here's the funny thing is that we know madcap's neck is hella strong uh yeah so, like, we found should, that out the hard way like, he should have just got up and been like bro do you not remember yeah do you not remember what happened strong? like i'm a strong boy i don't know that was insane and then we had that mcintyre and rk bro which they are calling rk mick bro versus the bloodline this was the six man tag team match for no titles even though it originally started as a tag team all or nothing match it was a great match, and honestly, this was my favorite match of Backlash. I know you said that yours was Cody and Seth, which opened the show. This match ended the show, so from start to finish, even though there was only six matches on this card and we were genuinely worried that it was going to be a lame card, this, to me, was one of the best matches, and I, I, everything about it. I, I liked it all. Everybody that was involved killed it. The Bloodline wins because, of course, they did, and then we thought that it was going to end differently but roman ends up pinning riddle on raw we get rk bro versus the street profits for the raw tag team championships when rk bro retains they start talking again about how like they didn't even know why they were going against the street profits blah 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 and then the usos come out and then eventually rk bro ends up on smackdown they have been going back and forth, both the Bloodline and RK Bro, from Raw to SmackDown. So when they come out on SmackDown saying that they want Roman Reigns to come out, they get interrupted by Sami Zayn, who's wearing a Bloodline shirt. And, like, he still refers to himself as a locker room leader. Yeah, so It like, doesn't make any sense, but I love it. He's just basically now the, like, he's just trying to be a part of the bloodline right because like he just wants to be like in the good graces i think he wants like that protection of course right and like he ends up getting a match versus riddle so we Mm -hmm. have sammy zane versus riddle which riddle wins while the bloodline just watches from the back i love that they're just like why are they even on smackdown which like why are they they're the royal tag team champions why are they even on smackdown because we're going to continue this same feud for some reason and then rk bro eventually later on in the night uh they come out to challenge the bloodline again 
they want to unify the tag team titles. At this point, like, Randy is absolutely murdering it on the mic. Yeah, fantastic. And, like, I would love to just transition him sh- him out of this shit to face Roman. Like I know yeah, we're gonna do well. like I know we're gonna do Drew versus Roman, but I would so much rather at this point with how hot Randy is, yeah, and how kind of cooled off Drew is, like try to build Drew in a different way because that Baron Corbin Madcap Moss feud cooled him off in a way that like I just don't see it. Yeah, Randy has meanwhile been on fire. Yeah, and is the perfect foil for Roman. But we're not gonna get that. We're gonna get RK Bro versus the Usos for the tag team titles next week mm-hmm. on SmackDown and with the idea that either one is going to unify those belts. Yeah. I mean, let's see what happens. We've already said we are here for the Usos winning that and unifying. Because I do. Then I, like, they're... I like when factions have all of it. Yes, because, well, one, when they have all of it, then there's nowhere to go but down. Exactly. The downfall is the downfall we're getting there. is what we're what we're looking for. It's going to be fantastic. Uh I, I am into that. Other things that happened this past week on Raw, we had Asuka versus Bianca Belair for a championship contenders match with Becky Lynch at the announce table. This match uh, Becky gets involved, so of there's course. like a DQ. So um, my thought there, because we didn't get a definitive finish to Asuka yes. versus Bianca. I think this next pay-per-view, we're going to get a triple threat match between the three. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think that's like I think that's the next reasonable step because Bianca doesn't have a dance partner. Yeah. Rhea's busy with Liv. Oscar um, and Becky are going to feud. You might as well just kind of put Bianca in the middle of that. Yeah. And she can get the win over both while hurting neither. Yeah. Like might she can as well. she can pin Becky or Oscar like just like a quick like you know one of them hits the other she dumps the other out of the ring and gets the quick pin. And then we can kind of move on from there and give Bianca somebody. Because, like, I think the Rhea Liv thing is already almost over. Right. So, like, Rhea would be perfect for Bianca come the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like, get Bianca, Asuka, and Becky this this triple threat title match now. Because it, it's, it's bullshit that there wasn't a title match for the women's title on Raw at WrestleMania Backlash. Bianca wasn't on WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, That's make, bullshit. That didn't make any sense to me. So do this triple threat match at the next pay-per-view, which I guess is how I want to sell, and then move away from that, have Bianca go against Rhea, Asuka can take on Becky, and then we're all just free and clear. Meanwhile, Sonya Deville is no longer a official. She is a in-ring competitor only. Adam Pearce announces that Sonya is going to face a person of his choosing, Mm -hmm. and it is the return of Alexa Bliss, and it is not... Funhouse Alexa Bliss. No, it's Alexa Bliss. It is Little Miss Bliss. It is like five feet of fury. It is five feet of fury. She still has Lily, but like, of course, that thing's a money maker. But she's got her old theme song back. Yes. Thank God. Love like, her gear. She's smiling. She seems like she's the baby face. She hits Twisted Bliss. So, like, mm-hmm. she's hitting like her impact moves. And she adds much needed depth yes. to the women's division on either side. Like, I feel like SmackDown could really use her. But it's just, it's good to have her back because she is so over. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like, I love the fact that she had her old music. I love that she won quickly. Yes. And, like, this all, like, Sonya and Adam had their little backstage whatever. And then 
Adam comes out and interrupts the match before, well, before it starts, before he announces who her competitor is going to be and says all this stuff. So Sonia's like caught off guard. And then at the end, she's like crying. It's a whole thing. And like, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen next Monday and go from there. Uh, something that was hilarious to me that happened on Raw was Ken Owens versus Ezekiel. Ken Owens is Kevin Owens' older brother. Yeah. So he wants to fight Ezekiel, Elias' younger brother. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. But, you know, once they start going at it, Kevin's wig falls off. The Alpha Academy comes Ken. out. Well, he's Ken Kevin. Owens' wig. Yeah, well, the Alpha Academy comes out. Pay, they help Kevin Owens, and then they leave Ezekiel laying in the middle of the ring. Uh, I love this. I yes. I, it, it continues is, to be a highlight of the week every yes. week. It's so silly. It's so sports entertainment. And like and I do wanna like it's wrestling's just so fun. It is. Some it's a lot of fun. Some people hate fun and nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans, but we are not those wrestling fans. No. We like to stay positive. We like the silly shit. When it's like when it's something like this. Yeah, because then there are some things that we're just like, God, we hate that. You know, like the twenty four seven title stuff can be like really annoying. Like Dana Brooke, Reggie stuff is. Oh yeah, they're like getting a divorce now or something. Yeah, it's just it's never it it, like that has already just run its course. Right. It's just it's it's almost too silly because there's really no like meaning behind it. But like this is just a fun story. It's stupid. We're all in on the joke except for Kevin Owens who is just not. And then again, like the Kevin Owens, Sammy, like, um, like love that they have for each other and friendship. It's hilarious to me that Kevin Owens is now the one that has this like conspiracy conspiracy, like built against him. So then you have like the Twitter end of it where Sammy is saying to kevin like don't let them get you down like don't let them like believe what you need to believe and and i love seeing that type of stuff because they have to play those parts outside of the wrestling world as well so the fact that they're transitioning over onto twitter is hilarious i'm i don't know i just i like these things and and the serious stuff is important too like when we have hell in a cell matches to end feuds hell in a cell is our next pay-per-view for wwe june 5th we don't have really anything truly announced yet no. for this card, uh, but we are also in the promoting stages of Money in the Bank, yeah. which I find interesting. We're already having people talk about Money in the Bank, which is apparently going to be on a Saturday this year. That's going to be July 2nd, uh, but we do have to have that first stop at Hell in a Cell, and there's a lot of feuds that I guess will be hopefully ending come Hell in a Cell that we talked about today, and then we can kind of start fresh. Meanwhile, AEW is building up Double or Nothing. That's going to be our next big pay-per-view for wrestling, and we're going to have all those matches and everything leading up to that on the rest of our episodes the next few weeks. Yeah, for real. Make sure you're following us everywhere at He Book, She Book, and to like, subscribe, comment, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.